Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends alike. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin, and we have friend of the show, Leo, from Geekly Goods, with us as well today. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the latest, the greatest superhero movie one of the greatest superhero movies out there james gunn's the suicide squad and before we begin today's podcast or before we begin today's show you can listen to our podcast around on platforms around the internet if you're a new or a seasoned listener and you guys listen to the show let us know what you think you know follow us on youtube excuse me not youtube follow us on twitter and instagram at film optics that is optics with an X. So Leo, I want to, you know, invite him back on. How you doing, man? You doing hey, good? Dude, I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks for having me back on. Uh, uh, ready to talk some Suicide Squad, guys. The Suicide Squad, excuse me. Yes. Definitely not important. that 2016, but mm, this I don't know. 2021, <laughs> baby. This, this is a great, great start to the superhero movie chain we're about to go down because. We got Shang-Chi. Right? I mean, if we're just talking Marvel and DC, we got Shang-Chi coming. We got Spider-Man coming, Eternals. We've got something dang near every month. I mean, if you include Hawkeye so. and they said Miss Marvel was going to be in this year. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, Hawkeye is going to be in November, so I wonder if they're going to delay Miss Marvel. But there's so much around the corner, like so much. And. Man, it's all so exciting, and this is just a bombastic start to all of that. Yeah, I definitely agree there, man. I I think this is the only other DC extended universe movie that is coming out this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we got we got we got two good DC movies this this Zack year. Snyder's Justice League and this. Yep. yep. Yeah, both both rated R. That's something Warner Brothers should be looking into. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> Devin, my co-host, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm officially all moved in. Woo-hoo! There's still lots of boxes here, but congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's nice. exciting. It's a good thing we don't upload these. We only do audio, so <laughs> yeah, it's very ugly. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're all like officially moved in. You're kind of just moving some stuff. Yeah, I got, I got everything back in here. So, Woo, man, I sh- moving has to be one of the worst things anyone is, can ever experience. Like, rather, whether you're moving into a new apartment or you know moving into like your forever home, it's just it's it's always a pain, but it's worth it at the end. Yeah, I have my own office now. Oh, that's right. That's right. You got a nice little two bedroom. So I forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's really nice. You making it into a studio. There you go. Yeah, got 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 an air mattress waiting for you. you? Wait, what'd you say, Devin? Got got an air mattress waiting for you here if you're Uh, you're over here. Oh, dude, honestly, I got I got some air mattresses here. I got some family in town. They're staying with me. So uh yeah, had to had to pull that plug. I actually needed to do it either way because you never know. You know, it's they come in handy. It, it really, really does, like 100%. But yeah, guys, you know, so all of our listeners out there, like we said, we're going to be diving into the Suicide Squad. The way it'll be broken down is we'll, we'll give our initial reactions first. You know, since the movie is still, as of today, um, still the box office, you know, it's a Sunday evening, you know, this will be out on Monday, but 
we'll give people a chance to kind of listen to our first initial thoughts, you know, non-spoiler, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of it all. So um, without further ado, we're going to get into our Suicide Squad review after this short break. You gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dress as a court jester. It's coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? What? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Bloodsport. And we are back from our short break. We are here talking the Suicide Squad, directed and written by James Gunn, and cast Marco Robbie as Harley Quinn herself, Idris Elba as Bloodsport. And we have Peacemaker, uh, played by John Cena. And the story is as follows. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty um, ex-cons or cons at the Belle Reve prison jo- um, joint uh, join a they join a super secret super shady task force ask x excuse me my gosh as they are dropped off at a remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese so whew, man oh man I do apologize was reading that one without my glasses which kind of shows my age just a little bit but I'm not there yet Anyway, <laughs> let's pass the torch around here. I wanted to give Leo a chance to talk about the Suicide Squad. I've seen it twice. Uh, Devin, how many times have you seen it? Just the one. Just the one. And Leo, I believe, has seen it three times so far. So I'm going to pass the torch to him. Yeah, let you us- know, I'll go last. I'll go last. Oh, I've seen it the okay. most times. I'll- right. He's a veteran. All right. So let, let, let's do one, two, three. So Devin, you go, and then I'll go, and then and then Leo can go. So initial reactions, I definitely had a good time. It was very... Very rated R, which I'm glad James Gunn had the opportunity to do that. There are the, there's some unexpected things that pop up throughout that make it very rated R. <laughs> Pretty interesting. But um, yeah, I, I liked. <laughs> oh my we'll, we'll get into that, I guess, in a couple minutes here, maybe. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I really liked the characters that he went with. Um, one of the things that James Gunn mentioned about the Suicide Squad is just he likes cho- choosing like, the bad guys that aren't even good enough at being bad. So they kind of have like that relatable, like redeemable quality to them. He did a good job with that, with these random characters that he went with. I mean, Peacemaker, Bloodsport. I definitely never heard of most of these. I did hear of the detachable kid, arms fall off guy or whatever his name is. But um, yeah, I really like Idris Elba's Bloodsport. Did not know how badass Bloodsport was until seeing this. He, he had a really cool power set. Um, hate John Cena peacemaker, but that's the point. I think everyone does. And of course, Harley Quinn is always going to steal the show. I I find it really interesting that Harley Quinn is kind of the star of the DCEU, not Batman, not Superman, but or Wonder Woman for that, for that factor. Yeah. I mean, there's been what three, um, three movies with, you know, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie in that role. And I mean, from the DCEU points perspective, we've only seen, um, Batman technically, technically twice. If you count like Zack Snyder's Justice League, 
and I, I like to put just as like Josh Whedon's and Zack Snyder's because it's just because like it is the same story once it's obviously more fleshed out, but and then we also see him in uh Batman v Superman for a second there. But yeah, Devin, I, I would have to echo pretty much everything you were saying. Like I I I absolutely loved it. Like I I went in, I didn't have any expectations. I never like read anyone's reviews until after I've seen the movie um or watch anyone's reviews like on YouTube, anything like that. But like just going in, I was just genuinely like it felt like a breath of fresh air. And I was just like, I was almost tearing up. I'm like, this is this is beautiful. Like it is one of those, like it's it is one of my favorite comic book movies. I've seen it twice already, saw it once. Standard viewing, second IMAX. I'll get into those. Uh <laughs> I, I had a little bit of a misstep with the IMAX, but I'll get into that here in a little bit. But um, other initial reactions, you know, like the, the entire team, you know, like this is a movie where you can't get attached to everyone. It's it's kind of like in Game of Thrones, you know, you have your favorites, you know, you have your favorite heroes on the Suicide Squad. You have your favorite characters in Game of Thrones. And of course, yes, I relate everything to Game of Thrones. But, you know, no one is safe um, in the Suicide Squad as as in Game of Thrones. You can't get too attached. And this movie really, really proved it. Um had no clue who was actually going to, you know, live or die. Um, you kind of have some for some characters. You're like, okay, well, maybe this person and this person might survive. But honestly, you just never know. And I love how it kind of kept us guessing. You know, some deaths were more quicker than other others, but they were all, you know, an on-screen presence where it's like, okay, you know, you can count X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. This person, this person dead. But like, like I said, I love the writing. The jokes landed when I first went to go see this movie. Uh, my first audience and I went with, they, they had a ball with it. Uh, my team lead was there. We both went to the same showing. He took his girlfriend and, and it's very hard for him to like, to please him when it comes to film. But he, <laughs> he sat a few rows of, in front of me and we got up after the movie was over and he just looked back to me and just gave me like the nice little thumbs up. I'm like, Oh, he actually liked it. So I, I was really glad that he enjoyed it. And it was it was just a fun, thrilling ride. And I'm really glad that they went rated R this time around because I just I, I don't think it could have worked PG 13. Like D, and this is a hot take, at least for me. I think with the DCEU uh or extended universe, for those who don't know the short uh, uh short name for that, I think they should go all rated R. I I, I really do because I mean, DC is, it is a more mature universe and not, and that doesn't necessarily make Marvel a non mature universe. It's just, you see it in the comics and whatnot. It, it's, it's just, it, it is a more gritty world. Like you have these, these characters with these complicated pasts and these, these adult themes and whatnot. It just works so well for DC, but I really, really enjoyed it. Like I, I cannot wait, wait to own this one on Blu-ray, add it to my collection. So I'm going to pass the torch over, shuffle on over here to Leo, Mr. Three-time uh, Suicide Squad champ over here. <laughs> Give us your thoughts. Um. So are we diving into spoilers yet? Not Not yet. Not yet. Just give us like your initial reactions and then we'll get into spoilers. Okay, cool. Right cool, after. Cool. Yeah, this movie was wild. It was crazy. It was the blockbuster that DC desperately needed. Um. It, it really hit a lot of great beats. And look, I understand that there are some similar beats to Suicide Squad. It, I mean, let's be real. They have the same title damn near. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's the same kind of idea. 
But I mean, unexpected deaths, very Game of Thrones-esque when they say don't get attached. They mean it. It was all over posters and it really did come out in the movie. Hard, hard R. There is a lot of blood. There's a lot of gore. This is literally like, remember when we were like 10, 11, 12, first getting, really getting into comics and it was like, all right, when you saw like, you you hit one of those like later mature teen comics and it's like blood is coming out of mm. enemies getting punched and stuff. That's the type of stuff you wanted back then. And now you're getting it on screen and it's just so beautifully shot. It's awesomely executed. Just a wonderful, wonderful film. And I didn't expect it to be as feel good in its themes of friendship and especially of uh, bond bonding between family members. You know, they really do make them like a family. And it's just the charm of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's that similar charm to where you bring together these different Vagabonds, rogues, villains, whatever you want to call them. You bring them together and they just make a perfect synergy and they make the, the best family that they could. I mean, I I think I like this more than Zack Snyder's Justice League, to be honest. Well, I like this more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would I would this, actually this movie made me care about rats. Like that's <laughs> that's really <saying> <laughs> a, a rat named Sebastian. I I, I felt deeply for. Him. Oh my gosh, Sebastian he was so was the cute. Best. Oh my gosh, he was so he, literally one of the stars of the show. Absolutely, but yeah, I uh, wanted to give this time really quick. Any other quick initial reactions before we get into spoilers? And let's let's just we're gonna, what, we're gonna the vo- I just found out the voice of of the rat <laughs> is the guy who voices the clone troopers. Really. Oh, snap. The Bradley Baker. Oh, I did not know that. See, Devin's Ooh. over here with all these great little uh, He was just trivia. making little rat noises, I guess. <laughs> Very, um... Squeaking I mean- while waving. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, the action in this movie is absolutely incredible, I think. Oh, yeah. James Gunn knows what he's doing with comic book action. He knows how to make it big. He knows how to even make it clean and small, like uh, one... Scene we'll get to later in mm. the discussion where they're in the forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all that. Yeah, we'll get to that a little later. I won't spoil, but I was just very impressed with how visually pleasing the action is in this movie and how well uh, how well it's executed and how smooth it is. I love the transitions, like the comic book, like page yeah. turn type transitions where it was yeah. like, meanwhile... Yeah. Yeah, the cut the 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 font was amazing. Like the way they put those title cards on in the actual scene. It was like one was the fire, one yeah, of them was smoke. like smoke in the air. Yeah. Really well done. The blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> to open the movie. <laughs> yeah, literally to open the movie. And it, it really just kept us guessing because it's like I and I've I only watched I watched both of the the red band and the green band trailer when it first came out. Other than that, you know, I didn't really go back and watch anything. But like, it really just I was you know I was trying to piece together what was happening, and then like even during the beginning of the movie, it really just does a one eighty, and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, I see where they're going. I and, I, and I'm here for it, and I, I, I absolutely love it. It's one hundred percent 
Man, this is so freaking good. But without further ado, I know we've been gushing over all this stuff. You know, we're excited. We're trying to get, you know, in into this into this universe. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into our spoiler section of the Suicide Squad. So that is your first spoiler warning. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for the Suicide Squad. If you haven't seen it, turn back, come back and listen to the podcast and let us know your thoughts by leaving us a five-star rating and review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. So, gentlemen, it's time. <laughs> it's time to just go all in. So, um, man, I honestly don't even know where to begin because there's there's so many things. So I guess we can start off with um, who died, and then we can kind that, of... That opening. That, yes, the opening. It's, uh, what, what did you guys think of that? Because they just... he. Just, he just rushed in. It's like, okay, like we're here, you know, we're going to get this mission started. And it was just like, oh, like, you know, okay, we're doing this like now. There wasn't a lot of buildup, but I like how they kind of did it with Birds of Prey where, you know, they gave us a section of the story and then they turned around. It's like, oh, you know, this happened earlier. Kind of like the Quentin Tarantino-esque vibe mm-hmm. when it comes to directing, which I really, really love because I love getting two sides, you know, of a story and, and where and how they meet up. But uh, let's pass it over to Leo, man. I just, I honestly don't know where to begin when it comes to this. So I guess w- what I'll ask you is um, the people who survived, did you expect that group between uh, King shark, Harley Quinn, blood sports and um, oh my gosh. Well, later on we find out what the, um, if, if you guys stayed around for the old Leo stayed around for the um, post credit scene with Rick flag. And then um, I believe who, Oh, and rat catcher too, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you expect that outcome or who, who were you expecting to live and who, who were you <laughs> expecting to make it out? Um, So I definitely thought blood sport was going to make it. I thought maybe gun would get daring and kill Harley, Harley Quinn, but he did it. Um, <laughs> a lot of the other people, I I guess I kind of expected. I honestly, I thought Polka Dot Man was gonna make it. I was a little surprised. He almost he did. ended up making. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was very close there for a while. But I thought it was a very creative and cool way to open up the movie with that many deaths. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I I pretty much look at it as the Suicide Squad was that team. Task Force X is who we followed throughout the movie. Because let's be real, they went into the beach. Amanda Waller sent them there to be the distraction. They're the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the Literally. other team is the is Task Force X, and they're headed for the um, facility. But I did. Lo- I loved the way he killed some of these characters. I'm kind of surprised like, Captain Boomerang died right away. Yeah, just he you at know, least has a background. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I didn't think he would make it, but I thought he would make it farther than this. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the original I, I figured he will make it a little bit further but no <laughs> pete, pete davidson of course everyone knew he was dying right away oh, oh, yeah. I, I knew he yeah. was getting popped oh, oh, yeah. doesn't even matter what his character's name is he's pete davidson <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got yeah. ja- javelin that was, he had a couple funny lines love love tdk <laughs> he was great <laughs> The detachable kid. His his arms just floating to the enemies and just annoying them. <laughs> Swiss so cheesed. Funny. He got Swiss cheese, y'all. Like they, they just blew bullet holes through him. Yeah. But I you know, the kills were stylish. <laughs> they were over <laughs> the top. 
They were funny. And, and to start a movie that way, wow, what a way to just hit, like, just blow you right in the face right yeah. when the movie starts. Literally, Pete Davidson's face hit. gets blown off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has been, like, oh, my God. I, I really like uh, what Leo, Leo was saying that, like, there's, you know, since there's two um, fours or two teams here, you know, there is the Suicide Squad, and then there is Task Force as X, not ask. I don't know. My gosh. Yeah, I hadn't even Excuse thought about me. it that way. Yeah, I didn't think because I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's it's two suicide squads. But no, like there is, like Leo said, one just gets completely mowed down. Besides, I mean, you know, our girl Harley, you know, she, she's going to make it out 100%. She's just running for her life, whatnot. Um, and and R.I.P. to Weasel, by the way. Uh, well, well, <laughs> well, sure. Well, you sure about that? I know. No, I, I saw the ending, but oh, my gosh. If that wasn't the best opening to like a just a superhero movie where it's like a team up where you know you see everyone's like you know we're about to depart you know it it kind of reminded me of the um I get the uh the oh my gosh from Deadpool two when they're talking yeah. well yeah the whole uh, helicopter thing but that was <laughs> yeah. more Brad, Brad Pitt as invisible guy. <laughs> yeah yep. Yeah, no that was more Brad comical. Pitt two seconds in this this movie. <laughs> man, oh man, man, oh man. But yeah, we we see we see, <laughs> the weasel can't swim, and it's really funny how you know Amanda Waller she puts together these teams, and then she finds out like small little things along the way that she didn't know before, like the weasel <laughs> the weasel can't swim, and then blood sports like huge rat phobia, where like that was just one of some of the best line delivery. Like it was just, it was so fluid and just, it felt like a natural conversation through and through and nothing felt forced really. And I, and I went, like I said, when, when I went to go see the second time I saw it in IMAX, beautifully, beautifully, just wow. Like it looked amazing. And I, I was trying to find a few flaws and I, I guess like a uh, con for me would have been like, I guess we would have spent like a little bit more time with like, maybe Captain Boomerang or just some of the other characters that kind of like literally just die, like during the very, very beginning. But it it was hard for me to actually find like some. Well, one of our friends was complaining about there not being enough continuity. (laughs) And we were just like, (laughs) look at the title of the movie and you're expecting continuity. And, and Leo. Well, there's like a little bit in there too. I mean, there's, yeah, there's some with Peacemaker at the yep, end. Yeah, and Boomerang in the beginning when Harley walks into the helicopter. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Boomer, you're back. But it's yeah. like for you to expect continuity in a Suicide Squad movie, it's just, it's weird. It's, it's so, Leo, it's, it's our friends that, you know, they, they, they go to the movies, like, I would say pretty often, but. It's like every every movie they go to see, they end up complaining about it. So it's like we don't even try to recommend movies to them anymore because they want to go see all of them. Like they're not going to like it. They're, they're, there's no way. That, so I told them not to go see it because I knew they weren't going to like it. And they went to go see it and then they didn't like it. And then we had to hear about it. They're like, why'd you guys like, you know, you guys watch this? It's like, I mean, well, yeah, it's, it's kind of our job. But yeah, I, I, I can definitely understand with that. Um, I guess I'll pass it over to you, Devin. Like, man, oh man, it's wild ride. So the people that survived, did, was that like, did you, did you have like a set amount of people? Do you think that we're gonna make it throughout? I would, I went in with no expectations for yeah. survival. 
I was surprised that Rick Flag died at the end. Mm-hmm. There was someone behind me that like gasped when it happened. I was like, oh, someone's attached <laughs> to Rick Flag somehow. <laughs> I didn't know Rick Flag had fans, but um <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, he was a- really bad in the in the original one, but he was definitely better in this one. They gave him more like relatability. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and Leo actually did a uh for all the listeners out there, he did a live stream of, you know, who, who we would think would live or die. Um Leo, how <laughs> How accurate were we? Because I don't. Think- <laughs> uh, give me like two seconds. I can pull that up. No, there were some that were accurate. Okay, I, I can't. Uh, I can't even remember who we chose. It was so yeah, late. Let at me night. let me double check on that. Here, come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would also say I just loved every scene with Harley Quinn in it. Like they were just so entertaining. Yeah, I loved her little side quest with the the rich like king, where she kind of like fake fell in love with him and just ended his life right there. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love when she escaped from the compound with all the flowers and everything. That was yeah. so amazing. Oh, that was, I was so intrigued to see how she was going to get out of that situation. And I didn't expect her to um, kill one of the, uh, the courts of Maltesians. <laughs> and that's, it's man, the, the entire film was just, it's not even like the fact that it's like joke after joke after joke. It's like, it does tell a story. And I think with Harley Quinn's growth, throughout you know the three movies that Margot Robbie's been in, I think that she would probably come to that conclusion because she kind of saw, you know, a little bit of crazy there with the court of Montes. I'm I'm blanking on the um general's name, but he was supposed to be the president. And, you know, he's talking about like killing kids and stuff like that. And she's like, that's kind of a red flag. And she's like, you know, if your tastes in in manner as bad as mine and she was ranting on in the cycle. It kind of made sense of what she was saying because she's kind of been in that situation with the Joker before. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like her way of saying like enough, but as much as, you know, we we've seen throughout her growth, like she is sprinkled throughout the movie. Like I think she's in the movie a good amount. You know, I don't think that there wasn't like too less of her because I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, she didn't get as much screen time. I'm like, I thought she got a pretty good amount of screen time. And you know, it's, it's a suicide squad movie, not, not the Harley Quinn show. So, you know, I was also impressed by Ratcatcher too, because I came in not expecting to even like care at all about. I thought maybe she was going to be dead. Yeah. I I didn't know anything about the character or anything. So I just came in like, all right, I don't know who that is. I don't really care, but she was really good. She was probably one of my yeah one of my favorite. And her dad was Taika Waititi, and I love that. <laughs> awesome cameo, awesome, awesome cameo. Snug his way the, into another movie. Sorry, go ahead, I, Leah. I was at the fan screening here in Denver that took place like a week before the movie came out, and as soon as Taika was in it, like everybody gasped. <gasps> oh my god! Taika I love Waititi. that you were with people who know who he is because they definitely <laughs> didn't know who he was in my theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were like <gasps> shocked, <laughs> me yeah. included, because I I don't think that was him earlier in the movie. It was just some stand-in guy, and yeah. then they had Tyka. Oh my god, like what a reveal! Yeah, that 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 was a really nice reveal there. And I I really just the, the like you know going back to the action, it's like you know when 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 they're um you know when the Suicide Squad themselves, they kind of 
after I guess you can call it the massacre at the beginning of the movie where, you know, some characters kind of get split up, you know, Rick flag gets taken by the rebels and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, Harley Quinn gets taken by the quarter Montese and like the government and then, you know, blood sport and, you know, rat catcher and, and King shark and everyone else, they kind of peacemaker as well. We'll get into him a little bit, but I love it how, you know, when they're, you know, before going, to what was it, Yeltenheim to destroy uh, the evidence? Uh, yeah, we didn't brought up Starro yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll definitely get into him. I was just, I, I really love the scene in the movie where they're, I guess, not the rescue mission for Harley, but the rescue mission for Rick Flag. When, like, you know, they're just mowing down all these guys. And it's like, it almost seemed a little bit too easy. But I'm like, okay, you know, it is a suicide squad. You know, these are, <clears throat> excuse me, these are people with like, superhuman abilities and whatnot so it should be somewhat easy for them and then you get peacemaker and blood sport like having this like pretty much like a big just you know like a show-offy type I love of that. yeah it was kind of like uh Hobbs and shaw vibes when they were just kind of yeah trying yeah, to race yeah, yeah. down the, the the building and he takes the elevators and <laughs> Just trying to one up each other, be macho, more macho than the other. Yeah. So for our predictions, we got everybody dead correct. Wow. Did we really? Yep. Because Javelin's wow. on there, TDK, TDK, Mongal, um, Savant, Blackguard, Rick Flag. The only one we got wrong was Harley Quinn. We put her on as dead. We we wow, did. Bold. We yeah yeah. We we thought, we thought we, James would go would go really bold and just kill them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even Margot Robbie said herself, like during an interview, she's like, "I don't know when the next time I'm gonna play this character." And was like, "Oh, she dead?" And it's like, "Well, no, she just, you know." I thought she- King Shark was gonna die at the end there. He's getting lit up. He was, yeah, yeah. I was worried for him as well, but we got Boomerang <laughs> on there and Polka Dot Man. Ah oh, man, Polka Dot Man. And we had um, Peacemaker under unknown, Bloodsport under unknown. Soul Soria under unknown. After having seen the movie, I was like, we maybe didn't even need to add her. Um, <laughs> but that was that was a weird. That was one weird part of the movie. Just that yeah. whole side plot just kind of felt like it didn't matter. And she wasn't like a, a, a any kind of superhuman or metahuman or anything. She just kind of was trying to liberate the city, which is fine, I guess. But but they didn't like put any focus on her. Apart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Ever. Weasel under unknown. So I guess I mean that that yeah. hit the nail on the head, really. Yeah, that really did. I I think we did a pretty good job, Leo. I, I think that deserves a nice little. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. was under resurrected. King Wait, Shark's under alive. Mm, Amanda yeah. Waller's under alive. <laughs> yeah, we pretty much got everybody right. Wow, that's crazy. Sorry, Devin. What, what were you saying? I was just I was just curious as to what Weasel looks like in action. Like what are his powers? I yeah. I want to see that, what that looks like. That would have been cool to see because they said he killed like what 42 children or something yeah. like that. He's that harmless. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, oh man. But yeah, uh I, I do agree with with the rebels. Um aside from you know the hilarious scene where <laughs> they, they just like, they get all murdered. <laughs> They, they murder all the lookout people. And then the, the guy's just hanging dong and gets <laughs> nailed in the head. In the top head. They oh, fi- my God. <laughs> they finally get to, like, the hut. And then they just open up. And then she he's just sitting there like, oh, hey, guys. And she's like, 
what the hell happened? Like, you know, why didn't my, why didn't my men warn you you were coming? They're like, I didn't see anybody out there. Like, I was like, <laughs> then no. King Shark burps out a body part. <laughs> and then Polka Dot Man, he's like, I pretended they were my mother and I killed them. <laughs> Which, so good. Yeah. But I kind of want to just open up the floor to you guys. You know, wh- what any, of course, with, uh, you know, spoilers that, that we kind of lifted that up. Um, you know, any part of the movie you guys want to talk about, you know, your pros, your cons. I guess we'll start with Leo. Pros or cons, you said? Yeah. Or, you know, just your general thoughts. It's overall. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, your- yeah. So, oh, man. <laughs> I did not see the Rick Flag kill come, coming at all. Right through the mm-hmm. heart. Literally. Not at all. But, yeah, right through the heart. I thought maybe he was going to make uh peacemaker pass out mm-hmm. and and get out of there or something but wow very daring for him to be killed and then to turn around and kill polka dot man 10 minutes later yeah like he really pulled off some unexpected kills in this one because i thought polka dot man was definitely making it to the end <sighs> i was harley. wondering if he was gonna kill harley though i thought maybe that would have been Probably would have pissed off a lot of people, but yeah. I mean, it would have been unexpected. It would have been something crazy, but yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's a couple issues I have. There's like some pacing issues I have, mm. especially towards the end of the movie. I think like the, unfortunately when Starro comes out, I think it's like so late in the movie that it, it kind of took away from the moment a little, Yeah. even though I loved the Starro design and oh, I love yeah. the concept. I was almost like, bring him out earlier like 20, 25 minutes early, earlier. Did this really need to be like 212? I don't think so, guys. I think we could have chopped this down to like 150. Yeah, probably. Tops. Yeah. Like yeah. you could have cut to yeah. Starro a little bit earlier. But I mean, other than that, I know there's a little controversy about the Harley Quinn stuff. Do I think it was as good as the Birds of Prey version? No, but I do. I, I did really like this. Harley Quinn and I love the action sequences. I mean, just incredible with the flowers, yeah, and and the double the double guns, <laughs> double heavy artillery, both sides gunning and mowing down guys. I mean, that's her exact fighting style too. I mean, it's unpredictable. You can't you can't see it coming. It's, it's a very cool fighting style, and it was cool to see Margot Robbie in the role, just really nailing it again. And I think she's just gonna be. Or at least I hope she will be Harley Quinn for years and years and years and years to come. She is a great Harley Quinn. She's up there with Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman. Like it was a perfect casting, and DC found their Harley. Hold on tight, DC. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. not let go because she just did such a great job of with, with Harley Quinn. She does. She really gives it her all and gives it the best energy, and and makes her feel chaotic, psychotic. But uh, but also just like extremely hyper and yeah, funny and, and 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 cunning and yeah and likable and charming. So it's like she mixes all these great performances into one character. It's it's awesome, man. I really really like this movie. The action's amazing, and and man, Idris Elba's best in years. Yes, yeah. I was really surprised at how cool Bloodsport is because I didn't know anything about him going in. Yeah. So I was just like, he's just like, he's just like Deadshot's replacement, kind of. But he's he's his own really cool character. And can we just say like this is better than 2016? 
Oh, if, if you're not yes. saying that, you're just you're lying to yourself. I've seen somebody on Twitter filming yes. themselves walking out, walking oh, out of the theater. Dude, I man. couldn't. I I couldn't with this movie. I couldn't take it. Dude, that's okay. Oof. More for us. I I just that that blows my mind. Um, because when people are like, you you pay to go see a movie, and like even with me and and my my um in my f- second showing when I went yesterday, I'm not sure of uh, you know what your guys' audiences were like, but. Uh, I kind of touched on this with Leo earlier, you know, we're, you know, we're sitting there, it's the previews and the lady right in front of me, like off to the right a little bit. She's on her phone throughout the entire previews. I didn't say anything. Cause I'm like, all right, you know, it's previews, whatever, whatever. It's not the movie. If, you know, if she reaches for it again during the movie, you know, then I'll say something and lo and behold, she does. So I, I was like, all right, like I, I didn't want to be, you know, like rude about her or anything. So I kind of just reached over. I was like, Hey, like you put your phone away, it's it's pretty you know distracting. And she's like, oh, of course. And then she does it again. Like she she was sneaking it in her purse, and I saw her. And then she looked back at me, and then she never took it out better out again. And then after that, her and her family they were just they were talking throughout the movie as if they were like just watching it at home on HBO Max. You know, since this is both a, a duality uh, type uh, movie, it's like. It really just kind of drove me up the wall a little bit, but I didn't want to say anything because, you know, like it was my second time, but I didn't know who, who else in the theater, if it was like their first time or not. And I'm like, you pay for an IMAX showing like 20, $22 per person, depending on if you have the AMC A-list or not. I'm I'm assuming that they did because there was multiple of them. You paid at least $40 to see this movie and you're talking to the whole thing. And it, Ooh, it drove me insane. And there was another couple in front of me to the left who was looking at the couple to the right of them, like the entire, just giving them the stink eye because it was their first time. And they kind of like turned back. They're like, can you believe that? And I was like, once the movie was over, like, I was like, I, I, I don't know. But I told them to stay after for the post credit because they weren't sure. I was like, yeah, stay after. It requires a fair amount of luck to get a good movie theater experience. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it happens from time to time, but it's just, you know, anyone out there listening, it's, it's, it's just common courtesy, you know, like if you're, I guess if you're going to be on your phone, like sit in the way back where no one can actually see you, you know, or don't make, don't make a sound. It's like people are there for, you know, the immersion and like the experience. But other than that, I mean, my, I think my first audience when I saw this movie was a lot better than the second. Um, I think the first audience, um, it being like a Thursday night, pe- more people were laughing at the jokes. There were some jokes throughout the, um, you know, throughout the movie where, you know, <laughs> the rats and whatnot and Bloodsport saying, you know, why he doesn't like rats and what have you. It's just, it, w- it was just great, great writing. And, you know, with, um, with King Shark and him almost eating rat catch, uh, a rat catcher too. And, their kind of bond there where, you know, they, he had to say, Hey, you know, like would you eat your friends? And, you know, he's like, I don't have any friends, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and speaking Spanish and stuff, it was, it was just such a great, great time, man. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. This was actually a pretty excellent script bouncing off that. Like I loved that exchange between (laughs) blood sport and his daughter. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. Who Just was it? F you back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. I I feel like I've seen her before, but I can't remember. Storm where. Reed, yeah, she's been in some stuff. 
Yeah, definitely. She she did a great, great job. So like between, I guess, Deadshot and Bloodshot, um, because, you know, Will Smith um, not appearing in this movie. I really liked him in, in the 2016, I will say. Between him and obviously Margot Robbie, those, they were like the two shining stars, you know, the two shining beacons of the original movie. But um, I actually wanted to bounce back to what Leo said earlier. What, what con- controversy were you talking about with Harley Quinn? I didn't really... Not really controversy necessarily, but I think there's a little divisive, like there's a little divide Mm. when it comes to the scene with the president. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Others really didn't. And that's fine. You know, we're all here to agree or disagree. Yeah. But. Okay. I I see. I see what you're saying. I I didn't, I didn't even notice that. I was like, I just, I'm like, oh, it's just Harley Quinn, you know, being impulsive, just being harley quinn and then she's like yeah um you kind of have to like <laughs> go bye-bye <laughs> that was a big gun that she had too i was like where did she buy that at that was a nice For little real. startling moment i was like oh my god i'm like oh that, that's what harley would do so she's yeah. like, i'm surprised that gun had a bullet in it <laughs> wow <Wowza. laughs> but uh what did you guys think of i guess just the big bat and like the big twist at the end, because I, I really enjoyed it more so in this movie than uh, the first one. The first one, I was like, okay, well, eh, you know, the whole Amanda Waller, like, oh, she's the person they're going to be rescuing. But this made a lot more sense because it was, you know, essentially sending in, like, convicts to cover up the American uh, trail of Starro. Yeah, and, it's kind of like Waller was the ultimate big bad at the end. Yeah. Not Starro. Yeah, that is that is very true because I think when Star of died, he, he uh, it said that it was fine, like you know, looking up at the stars or something like that. Yeah. So it's like it didn't really seem like it wanted to be saved, I guess. But well, uh, Leah, what, that's, what did that's you? The thing with with James Gunn oh. and these characters, he just does such a good job of making them like redeemable in some way. Because mm-hmm. even Star he was just he was just a weird alien that got kidnapped and he was trying to escape. Like it's not his fault. He was in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, he was ready to take that town over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I feel like <laughs> he was that, just a little, little angry. Yeah, when he was in the Presidente, he was ready to take over the town. That's that, my that design, town. The design of him was so cool. Like oh, starfish wow. are disgusting little creatures. If you look at them, like zoomed in like that, yeah, they just look so weird. And they nailed the star that. Star looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I like how his big eye was just like a pool of water. And like I thought Harley Quinn, you know, she went in with the javelin. And the javelin, by the way, that, that whole was thing a cool was, that was a cool joke line throughout. Yeah. When she <laughs> made a man, he's like, You have to take this, do that. She was like, Hello. <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, oh, like, <laughs> <Ben's dead." laughs> I'm like, take it, do what? She Take told it me where? to do something special with it, but I don't know what. But she seemed very happy to see that javelin, but it was really cool. Like I thought she died, like when she went into Star Wars Eye because they showed the blood. I was like, oh no, she she's still alive. But I I like like you said, Leo. I I seriously thought Harley was gonna die. Was that would have? I really don't know how the audience would have reacted to that because that would have been like you know another great like you know how people say you know Henry Cavill is like you know our our new Superman and how you know margot robbie like um you know she's she is that character like we can't really see anyone else playing her so i i thought it would have been very ballsy if they did 
if this was like an Elseworlds story, I would have been like, okay. But, um, you know, we did find out later on, you know, after the movie's release that DC and James Gunn are definitely going to be, uh, working again, uh, with something else. But one of the, uh, kind of ask you guys a question of like, what other, I guess, DC property would you like to see James Gunn cover? I know I've said Teen Titans because I, I, I think it would actually work, you know, with, with the adolescence humor and whatnot, but, I, I would need it to be rated R, honestly. I feel, I feel like he, he might want some Superman action because he did Brightburn, right? Um, he produced? Produced. produced yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was like his production familiar. company was involved. Yeah. Because that was basically a Superman, like, Elseworlds story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is, that is really true. Uh, Leo, what about you? What, what would you like to see James Gunn direct next for Suicide Squad? Or after Suicide Squad, excuse me. Um, in a dream world, he would come and direct <laughs> the entire, well, since that's probably in the can already, the entire fourth season of Doom Patrol. Ooh, that'd be that'd cool. Be good. would be absolutely like phenomenal, I think, to bring him on and have him be the showrunner mm-hmm. and really take those characters and make, make their bonds even greater. But I know that's not going to happen. They don't have the budget for that. So movie-wise, I think it would be good to give him the Justice Society of America. I think that's another team of really quirky, weird characters that you could just like Dr. Fate and Stargirl and Green Lantern, Alan Scott. There's Mm. so many like kind of unknown characters, you know, and he does really well with characters that aren't well known. And he, he knows how to really bring the humanity out of them. So I think it would be cool if he did Justice Society of America and yeah. continue that streak of building really less no lesser known heroes and villains. In, in all honesty, I think DC should just give him the keys, like give him a flaggy type role because they Ooh. need it. Ooh, I don't Ooh. know about that, but hey, one more would be great. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Who who else would you like to see in that flaggy role, Alia? I don't know. I don't just, know yet. Yeah. I have no idea. I think you know, they really you missed. It. They really missed out on, and I'm going to say it. Zach they Snyder. missed out on making Snyder mm. that that giving him that position because I, I really like Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm not mm. big on, definitely not big on Batman versus Superman. I like Man of Steel, but I don't love it as much as others. Zack Snyder's Justice League I thought was absolutely amazing, and he had a plan for other Justice League. Like they missed out. They missed out on somebody mm. who really took this into their own hands essentially and really helped build the universe or tried to, I mean, he produced wonder woman, like he was on the other movies. So he he was a producer on the, on on the suicide squad as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Him and Deborah. It's like, okay, you guys really missed out. You had your Kevin Feige right there. You did. Yeah. I I, I would definitely 100% agree with you there, Leo. It's I, I, they, they, I think they, they let go somebody like super, super special when it comes to that. Like that, I mean, like, and just seeing as, because, um, like it's, it's just nice seeing his name, like as ag- executive producer, like, and it's not like, you know, uh, Zack Snyder needs to be like the, the director. Cause I, sometimes I feel like his visions are, are too grand, but I think him being in that like producer role, that Feige role, you know, giving some of the, the idea like, Hey, you know, we want to make this kind of story for DC and you know, we want to do this, this and this, like, can you make it happen? It's like, absolutely. Like he, he, he really would have been perfect for that. And 
I mean, you know, hey, Zach's going on doing more uh, bigger and better things with, uh, or I can't really say better things, but you know, he's he's doing his thing with uh, with Netflix right now, so he's got that deal. So he he is, you know, working on on other things, and I think it's nice for him to kind of take a break from the superhero. Uh, genre at least for now you know see what else he has out there it's you know it's been a long crazy ride for him for sure especially everything that happened with his family but before we get into our scores i wanted to ask you guys gun to your head guardians of the galaxy one or the suicide squad guardians guardians one for sure okay um look okay. i i like the suicide squad don't get me wrong but there was just a, some kind of magic. It was, it was just to say, it was yeah. magical. There was, it was special. Yeah. yeah, that was just like one of those one in a million needle in a haystack yeah. type of moments. He thread the needle movie. so perfectly throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think, and I, I would agree with you guys, definitely. I think Guardians does win it um, by landslide, not only for the story, um, I think for just, you know, I mean, like there are people who know about the Suicide Squad, but it is taking you know a a group of characters that aren't as, as well known in DC by I guess the the general fans. But the Guardians of the Galaxy is like he really turned it around. Like nobody knew who these who these characters were. And you know what I, else I, it's taking? What? A hit in the box office. Oh, that's right. Well, how how much is it? Yeah, because it's on HBO Max. It was what twenty five million? Yeah, yeah. And people are wondering if, like, if if it's the name alone, the Suicide Squad taking a hit because yeah. it's so similar to Suicide Squad. I think it's For just a combination of the Delta variant and it being day and day on HBO Max. Yep that that's a big part of it. Man, is the yeah. availability at home. And people it's, are not going out in public as much mm, again. So, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, you know, everyone, you know, say what you will about the, you know, the the I guess the the choice to make that dual release for Dan Day on HBO Max for the first 30 days and in theaters. I mean, for for consumers, Horrible this choice for yes, for for I would say for the industry, it is a terrible, terrible choice because they are losing out on so much money because of all the extra piracy that's going on, especially mm-hmm. everything that happened with Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson, um, and possibly Emma Stone and the rest of them. The rest of them. Mm-hmm. But I will say, for consumers, this is probably the best thing that could ever happen to a consumer when it comes to consuming media. I, and that's, that's just from a, a consumer stand, standpoint, because we are given the option to watch these, you know, movies in the theater. You know, we all went to go see it in the theater multiple times and, you know, or watching it at home. So now, you know, I've, I've, I've had my theater fix. You know, if, if my, you know, if someone at home or like any of my friends ever wanted to watch it, like I would recommend them going to the theater, but they're, if they're just like, Hey, you know, I'd rather just watch it at home. I'm not really like, you know, in, in the theater mood. It's like, okay, you know what? That's fine. You know, you can always watch on HBO Max, but for consumers, th- this is probably the best thing that's ever happened to consumers when it comes to this stuff. It's almost as good as Game Pass on Xbox because it's so consumer friendly, but it does hurt the the head honchos um, in the long run. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the rest of these movies are going to pan out because I think um, Warner Brothers uh, uh, released a tweet or it was from some of Samba TV or something where they said that I believe um, Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat was the number one most streamed 
new movie, Warner Brothers movie of this year that happened at home. And I think Suicide Squad is right there at second, uh, second place. So I, that I sounds about was, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I was like, Oh, Mortal Kombat. Really? Not Godzilla versus Kong or I'm like, Hey, I mean, or in the Heights, what happened? Like, Oh my God. Oh, like, mm, that's another, you know, conversation. A musical, musical. It's going to be tough to beat. Uh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Action I, movie. Yeah. And especially for a, a musical that came out in 2005. I mean, like, you know, for, for us as, you know, cinephiles or what have you, like, we know who these people are. And, you know, even when you guys were talking about Taika Waititi, it's like, we know who they are. And everyone at Leo's, you know, press screening knew who they were. But like, <laughs> the, like you know, the, I guess you could say the average consumer just does not know Taika They're Waititi. They're like, oh, who's that? <laughs> Everyone's like, like I, I, I love it when people gasp in movie theaters. It shows yes. how invested and how like mm-hmm. in sync everybody is with, especially when Rat, Rat Catcher saw, um, you know, uh, Peacemaker kill, uh, or quote unquote kill, uh, Rick Flag. And by the way, a really quick shout out before we get into, uh, um, our scores here that, that, uh, that the fight scene, like bouncing off of, uh, um, Peacemaker's helmet. That was amazing. Yeah. I thought that was, that was really, really cool. cool. Very, very yeah, nice shot. Like props, props to James Gunn mm-hmm. for getting that together. His beacon of freedom. Is that what he called it? <laughs> I mean, like, he said he'd eat a bunch of dicks on the beach for liberty. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I thought you were a peacemaker. He's like, yep, I'll kill every man, woman, and children. He's like, don't know. He's like, he's like, I don't care who I have to kill to get peace. I'm like, oh my what, what a perfect character to bring out in this day and age. Yeah. But I, I wanted that. So what do you guys now think that, and, and again, I'm just not bringing this up, but I do apologize. But for John Cena, what do you guys now think that now that we've seen his performance, obviously we can all agree leagues better than um, Fast and Furious 9. But what do you think of him as uh peacemaker and what it means for the, um, I guess it's the prequel. Well, because we know that he dies, but not, now that it's a prequel, or would you rather have seen, like Ratcatcher or Bloodsport or someone else in that prequel role. Well, like, coming you- from someone who doesn't usually like John Cena, I thought he killed it just mm-hmm. because he was so easy to hate that character. <laughs> kind of like some some Homelander vibes, just just fighting for for the extreme version of your country. Yeah, and he just doesn't care what anybody has to say or what anybody does. He's going to get what he wants, which is his country coming out on top. Mm. And I think that's really interesting for a TV series. Like they can, they can do quite a bit there, especially on HBO max where they can go all out with the rated R and everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Leo, what about you? What, what did you think of John Cena's performance? And, you know, do you think that he can carry the, um, the peacemaker show? Uh, real quick. So is that going to be a prequel? Cause that post credit kind of sound made it look like it's a follow-up to this. Yeah. It seems like it'll be a follow-up. Because I was I was confused too because we initially thought he died, but yeah, oh. and then in the post credit he comes back. Yeah. Oh my He's like gosh! Pedal bed. Wait, no, I thought that was Rick Flag. No, no, that was, that was Peacemaker. Peacemaker. In the bed. In the oh my god! Bed. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I thought that <laughs> was Rick Flag. Mixing up the mixing up the buff white dudes. I understand. No, I I could have I could have swore I thought because they said that that um that. They mentioned his heart because we saw the the piece going through his. I that was peacemaker. Yeah, he got, yeah that was peacemaker in the he hospital. Got, he got shot in the throat. Oh man, I thought that yeah, was Rick peacemaker. Flag. Got shot in the throat. 
That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I thought Peacemaker died and then Rick Flag survived. I love that, by the way. I love that that um, Bloodsport took his advice and made a smaller bullet to yep. go through his bullet. That was so nice. good. Yeah, that was really, really good. Really, really good. But yeah, you know, we've been talking here for a while. You know, let's let's get out of here. I don't want to take up too much of Leo's time. But um, let's get into scores really quick. You know, you guys know how we do it here. So I guess I will pass it over to Leo. What would you give the Suicide Squad? And where does it rank among your DCEU ranking? All right. So I've kind of calmed down a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to go with the real score I got bubbling in the head now. Eight and a half out of ten. Mm. And I would actually... Honestly, I would actually rate this the best. I might yeah. even go with it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I got and, you. And rate this the best DCEU installment thus far for me, at least. Yeah. Okay, Devin, what about you? Yeah, that was right there as well. I'm going with like an eighty-five, right in that range. Mm. Um, as far as ranking amongst the others, do we do we count Joker in the DCEU? Um, I would say no, just because like. It's kind it's of like it's, it's a standalone. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's a standalone film. Because that would be my top. But yeah, I mean, I think this might be my top as well. It's either this or Shazam for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is definitely my top uh, top five for me. Like, I mean, it, it is number one, right behind Man and Steel, then Shazam, then Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, and then Wonder Woman, the original. Um, <laughs> can't 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 really vibe with the 84 but yeah those those are like my top five um i could probably shuffle around because i like like leo said i really did enjoy zack Snyder's justice league like i i thought it was you know yeah it was it was a bit lengthy but it really just opened up my eyes and like we never like if, if you would have told us this like two, three years ago, like no one would have believed you because they, they ignored it for so long. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there uh, fighting for David Ayer's version as well. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. So like it is what it is there, but yeah, that pretty much concludes our review of the suicide squad. Wanted to thank Leo again for coming on uh last minute, <laughs> notably because wasn't entirely sure what his schedule was looking like, but you know, I'll be glad to, to have him here to, to have him uh, join us on this, on this really, really fun review. Um, so for me, uh, this really quick for my, um, my score uh, on letterbox, I gave it a four, four and a half stars. So I think that goes around like uh, maybe like the B plus more sort of like the a minus range. Like I said, um, there wasn't, I couldn't really find too many issues with this movie. It was, it was like issues, but, smaller things that didn't really matter in the long run, but I, I just had a hell of a time watching it and I can't wait to, you know, bring, bring this puppy home and add it to the collection. So please, please, please wonder brothers DC, if you're out there listening, make more rated R films because they are every single rated R film that they've made. People have loved, you know, we had Zack Snyder's justice league, the suicide squad, um, birds of prey was great. And Joker. we, and Joker, yeah, and I, I guess you can also throw in Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Edition, if you wanted to. But Yuck. no, okay. No, I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Ultimate Edition is is miles better than the theatrical, but man, that theatrical Absolutely. was just so Woo. bad. Yeah, it was rough, very, very rough. But yeah, I, I feel like I mean, it it was yeah the the Ultimate Edition was a little bit 
definitely uh, better than, than the uh, theatrical there for sure. It's, it makes it watchable, at least for me. But um, like I said before, you know, that, that does conclude our um, our coverage of the Suicide Squad here. Wanted to go around the, uh, the podcast here really quick, uh, give Leo a chance to let everyone know where they can find him on the Internet and what is coming up on his channel. Well, thank you so much for having me on again, Christian. It's always a pleasure to collab with you and Devin. You guys, it's, all, it's always awesome to talk the latest movies with y'all. Really appreciate <laughs> you letting me come on. But uh, you guys can find me at Geekly Goods on YouTube and then at Leo.Rydell on both Instagram and TikTok. And then now on Twitter, I am actually uh, rejected underscore Leo. I've been suspended from my main account potentially permanent permanently. So go ahead and follow me there coming up on the channel. I've got Titans, lots of Titans this week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else is coming up. Uh, Superman and Lois. That, uh, we're getting into the penultimate episode there. Oh. Uh, maybe not star girl until we're done with Superman and Lois. And also what if that's right. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So come on over y'all. Yeah, well, you, you heard the man there. And what's coming up on our podcast here on Film Optics? We do have our DC Titans episode one through three coverage that Leo and I actually went through. So that will be dropping on Thursday, August 12th, bright and early for you guys. Of course, if you're listening to this, our Marvel's What If episode one coverage will be dropping on Wednesday. And then the following this um, next following monday on the oh my gosh was that the 14th the 18th no um the 16th so uh uh, august 16th we have another double feature review for you guys we're going to be doing free guy and don't breathe too uh watch the first one today It it was pretty good definitely some uh interesting uh camera shots there and whatnot at first i was like eh, i'm not sure about this and then it got like you know i Got a little bit farther. I'm like, okay, this this is this is pretty pretty uh pretty good, but definitely interesting to see what they're going to do with Don't Breathe too. Because uh, yeah, I'm very confused. I I'm, mm, yeah. now I'm more confused than ever yeah. now that I've seen Don't Breathe one. But we do have that coming up for you guys. Um, if you are listening to this, um, I am technically MIA as of right now because I am recovering from getting my wisdom teeth taken out. So, uh, like I said, this will be up on Monday, August 9th for you guys out there listening. And if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at film optics. That is optics with an X. That was Devin Leo. And my name is Christian and we'll see you guys in the next one.